Hey, so you want to learn about technical SEO? Well, I've been doing technical SEO since 2010. I've worked on websites that have hundreds of millions of visitors a month. Uh, literally worked on over a thousand websites at this point and have been doing technical SEO on enterprise to smaller sites. There's a lot to know. So in this video, I'm going to walk you through technical SEO basics because there could be something that is significantly holding your website back from performing as good as it could be in the search engines due to technical SEO. So by the end of this video, you're going to have a good idea of the things you need to set up and what to look out for. And I'll try to keep it quick and snappy. All right, let's dive into technical SEO. Quickly, what is technical SEO? Well, technical SEO is basically the way that you've configured certain parts of your website so that it can be indexed properly within things such as Google, Bing, and Facebook, a lot of other places as well. Item number one, duplicate content. This is a big deal. You can find out if you've got a duplicate content issue by using Screaming Frog, DeepCrawl, SEMrush, one of those tools will crawl your entire website and tell you if you have a duplicate content issue. Duplicate content arises when you have the same content posted in two places. Somebody maybe posted the same content on two URLs. You might have some content on a page that you also have on a post. There's a lot of reasons duplicate content arises. The main thing is you don't want to have any duplicate content on your website. Every page should be unique. So duplicate content can refer to a couple things on a web page. It can be the title, the description, the H1, the H2, the content on the page, the images used on the page. It can be the same schema, schema.org. If you don't know what that is, that's a little piece of code that tells Google and other places how to interpret your website. But the main thing is in general, you wanna make sure that everything is unique on each web page as much as possible. So technically, you wanna have a few things set up on any given web page. Here are some of the things to consider, okay? You wanna make sure you have a unique URL. And that URL should generally have lowercase words, dash, lowercase word, dash, lowercase word. That's the best way to structure your URL. You then want to have a unique title. Uh, that's going to be the title within the code. Some people call it a meta title. You want to have a unique uh, meta description. That's just the description that Google's going to pull out and show in the search results. And then the H1 is a visible heading on the page. You want to make sure you have your primary keyword in there, your main keyword. And in general, you want to make sure you've got the main keyword that you want the web page to rank for within all the different items on the page. You then have H2s, which are secondary headings. And then, of course, you've got the content on the page as well. You also want to have the image file name, image alt text, and image caption on the page containing a keyword if possible. Okay, another technical thing is broken links on your website. You could have broken internal links within your site, so going from one page on your site to another, or external links going off of your website. In general, you don't want to have any broken links because it makes it so that Google cannot crawl within your website. That's how Google crawls web pages. In many cases, is through links and through sitemaps. Those are generally the two ways that they can find things online. If there's no link or if there's no sitemap, they can't find it. Another technical thing you want to watch out for is low text to HTML ratio. So what that means is you might have a page and that page only has 50 words. You have another page that has 2,000 words. Google doesn't like the pages that don't have a lot of text on them. They don't want to rank them. And if you have too many pages, you have hundreds or thousands or million pages with really low text to HTML ratio, Google might look at that and then be kind of confused and not rank the overall website very well. So in general, technically within a site, you don't really ever want to have a bunch of big junk pages with not a lot of stuff on them. Google gets confused, they don't like that. So what do you do in that situation? Well, in most cases, you just block those pages. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. 
I talked about alt tags. In an alt tag, if you don't know, it's for the visually impaired. And so what happens is an alt tag, they can go over a link or they can go over an image and then it's gonna pop up and it's going to show them some text about what is in that image or what is in that link. So it's really important you have alt text. That's uh, something that not only the search engines look for, but that helps the visually impaired. You wanna keep an eye out for things like broken images, low word count, incorrect language declaration. So if you go to any web page and you, you hit view source, you can look inside of the source code. And inside of the source code, one of the things you would look for is the language. And you can specify a language in Google or a country in Google. So if you want Google to rank a certain page in a certain language or a certain country, you can specify that. That's through something called hreflang tags. And if you do a view uh, source on a web page and you look at the source code, control F, and you look for hreflang, you're going to be able to see what it's specifying. And if you want to look up the country code or if you want to look up the language code, it's pretty easy to do. You can just find that in Google. So there's a couple codes that come up inside technical SEO. Some of them are 301 redirects, 302 redirects. A 301 is a permanent redirect. So telling somebody you're permanently moving from one area where a web page used to be to another. A 302 means that it's just temporary. So you have the redirects in place, but you might actually put that web page back in the future. Those are important. There's also something called a 404 page. Everybody needs to have a 404 page. That means page not found. So if there's ever a page that's not found on your website, it should show a 404. So if you go to your example.com forward slash and you put in whatever letters you want that's not an actual web page, it should return a 404. Now a 404 page can be customized so you can make it be kind of fun. It looks like you're lost, click here. Generally what I like to do on 404 pages is point people back to the most popular areas on the site. And in some cases, if the website has a lot of 404s, I like to show a product or have a sale on that page. Multiple versions of the home page are kind of a big thing and multiple versions of other pages are kind of a big thing. Talking about that duplicate content again. So if there is a www and a non-www, dub version of the site, if there's a forward slash and a non forward slash version of the site, if there's a dot index HTML version of the site and there shouldn't be, these are things you need to look out for. A really easy way to check is you can just go to Google and you can just do a search for site semicolon and then put in whatever version you're looking for, for example, dub 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 or non dub dub dub. And then you're going to be able to figure out if those versions are live or indexed and you'll be able to click on them and go to them. Also, there's something called a server header checker. A server header checker, you can just Google server header checker, or you can use one of the tools I talked about before, like SEMrush or DeepCrawl. And essentially, you'll be able to see what status code is being returned for any web page online. And that's really important because it could be a 301 redirect, a 302 redirect, a 404, or one of these other status codes. A couple other things, you want to make sure you have a sitemap for the website, and that is submitted to Bing Webmaster Tools and Google Webmaster Tools. There's a lot of ways to create a sitemap. If you're using a CMS, there's pretty much always a generator that will make one for you through a plugin such as Yoast. There's also something called a robots.txt file. If you don't know what a robots.txt file is, it tells Google and other search engines if they can crawl the website or not. So it's really important that you make sure you have uh, at example.com forward slash robots.txt a file there. That file will tell Google what portions of the site they can crawl and which ones they can't, and you need to have one. If you want to test your robots.txt file, there's a robots.txt tester tool that you can go ahead and check out inside of Google Search Console. A couple other important things, there's something called a rel canonical. A rel canonical tells Google, here's one web page, here's another web page, or here's a set of web pages, and here's another set of web pages. 
I want you to associate the credibility with this page with this page, and I want you to rank this page in Google and not this page. So you can put a little piece of code and say example.com. I want you to rel canonical to example.com forward slash one, and Google's going to rank one, and they're not going to rank the first page. Now, it's just a hint for Google. They don't always accept it, but it's something that you can do. There's also something called a no index. This has been the result of many blunders in search engine optimization. I've seen so many sites no indexed, it takes it completely out of the index. For a no index, if you put a no index on the page, Google will immediately remove that page from the Google index. You can go to view sorts, control F, look for no index, and then if it says no index, Google will not index that page. There's also something called a no follow. Sometimes you'll see them together, a no index, no follow. A no follow means that Google will not follow the links on that page. All websites now should be on HTTPS. If you don't know what that is, it's a way to secure your website, hypertext transfer protocol secure and every website needs to have it. If your website does not have HTTPS in the URL, you should go ahead and set that up. Another really important technical thing is PageSpeed and Core Web Vitals. PageSpeed is critical. You wanna make sure you have a mobile and desktop PageSpeed, if possible, over 70 or 80, and the faster, the better. And then Core Web Vitals are critical. They're a newer thing. It's how Google interprets the web vitals of your page, how fast certain things are, do things jump around, does it look good on mobile? And in addition to that, you also will want to check out the Google mobile testing tool. The good thing with PageSpeed, Core Web Vitals, and the mobile testing tool is if you Google any one of those and you'll be able to find a tool within Google that you can use to test it to see if they're doing well or not. And all those tools have action items too, which is great. I hope you enjoyed this overview of common technical SEO questions. What's crazy about SEO is the technical questions never stop. There are so many things I did not cover in this video. If you have a specific question, go ahead and leave it below. I'll be happy to answer it for you or point you to the right direction. Also, I would love it if you go ahead and give this video a like. And if you want to learn more about technical SEO, I'll go ahead and put a link to some other videos I've created on technical SEO in the past that should really help you out. Have a great day. I'll see you next time.